And uh, good morning. A uh, Monday, February 13th, uh, we're into uh, a cold snap coming up and some of the big stories that we are uh, carrying. Uh, the unfortunate one is the death toll in Turkey and Syria, now over 36,000, and it's going to get far worse, as you can imagine. And uh, the big one, the fun story, Kansas, well, at least for Kansas City, not so much for Philadelphia, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, beat the Eagles last night, 38-35, in one of the best Super Bowl games ever. I really believe that. I agree. Uh, it was exciting as hell. So there are three things to the Super Bowl uh, that everybody watches. Number one, the game itself. Uh, number two, that halftime show. Uh, this time with, uh, I thought it was tremendous, with Rihanna and to her friends known as Rihanna. And the commercials. Right, you take all three, and you have three hours of uh, real entertainment. So I thought I'd bring uh, Jennifer and Wayne in uh, to do two things. Number one, talk about the game, and uh, boy, there's a lot to talk about this game. Some records were uh, broken yesterday, and what should have been a win because of the records was not a win because of the records. It was it was terrific. It really was. And then we'll talk about the commercials, and maybe a word or two about uh, the. I halftime show, which Jennifer didn't think was as good as I thought it was. I mean, I just absolutely loved it. All right. So, guys, uh, let's start with the game. And the question is, Patrick uh, Mahomes, is he the new, uh, the next Tom Brady? Uh, I'll tell you, Andy Reid sure thinks so. Andy Reid thinks he's the best player in the NFL by a long shot. Uh, thoughts? No, he's not. Want to know why? Well, there you go. Why? Because he's a completely different human being. That's why. Uh, and I don't like the idea. I'm sorry to come out so hot, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, coming in hot here. But I don't like the idea of when you have an extraordinary athlete and apparently a pretty damn good guy uh, with Patrick Mahomes that he can't just um, he can't just be what he is and become what he's going to be immediately. It's oh, is there a slot we can put him in oh he's the next tom brady yeah well we do his, that this question is coming up because of some uh kind of opinion piece in the wall street right, journal right and but i like, wrote that oh yeah patrick mahomes is really making his case that he's the new tom brady okay, let me, he's not the new tom brady well let me respond he's the patrick mahomes uh, and Same we're moment. talking about the individual who broke the record hank aaron is he the next babe ruth is he going to break babe ruth's record uh, Pete Rose, is he going to gamble on everything and anything and they're thrown <laughs> out of baseball and never look at another ball game in his life? I mean, you look at it's a it's not a question of who they are and personalities. It's a question of he's what Patrick Mahomes is 27 now uh, and uh, he won his first Super Bowl at what? Uh, 24 or something like that. So it's just comparing Tom Brady, a uh, Patrick Holmes, oh, a Tam Brady. Okay. But guess what? If they're, let's say for example, that their playing styles were almost identical. Right. And they're not. Then you could say, Oh, okay, fair this enough. guy moves the way Tom Brady moved. He calls plays the way Tom Brady calls plays. He, but it, he doesn't do anything the way Tom Brady does it, except be very good in a general sense. Brady spent virtually his entire career as a quarterback in that little in that little pocket and he got so good at moving in the pocket Mahomes can go all over the place yeah he yeah. does he's a better athlete in that way all right uh the game itself uh Jennifer you obviously watched it your thoughts about the game 
I loved the game because for once this felt like a Super Bowl. It felt like you had the best of the best going up against each other. And watching Jalen Hurts, honestly, I almost felt like it was the Chiefs versus Jalen Hurts last night. Because he was the guy, you know, he's got three touchdowns. He also is the guy, though, that you could argue lost the game for his team. So it's funny. Well, I think he was the show last night. I also think he was the one that sort of bombed the show. Yeah, very So it was just interesting. Uh, and you have the Philadelphia Eagles that completely outplayed the Chiefs first half. Yeah. And then you have the Chiefs completely outplaying uh, the Philadelphia but, yeah. Eagles the second half. And then the other one is uh, Patrick Mahomes re-injuring his ankle and coming back. So I'm assuming they shot him so full of uh, every uh, anesthesia on the planet uh, <laughs> that he couldn't even feel his foot. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, what a hell of a game. It was. It really was. Very, very exciting. But that's what it's supposed to be. It that's is. That's what I feel like. Because so often you have two teams in the Super Bowl that come out and yeah. it ends up being a blowout. Yeah. I remember. Not last night. I remember the first game uh, that was, uh, it was, uh, the uh, Packers, I think it was Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. And it was boring as hell. And Super Bowls were boring, 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 conservative. Football today is very different. Matter of fact, last couple of years, everybody goes on fourth down, which never happened. And uh, it's just, it's a better game. Last year, if you notice, it was all feel-good commercials because we were out of the pandemic and it wasn't, we didn't want levity. This year, it was all about levity and every rock star and or movie celebrity on the planet was in those commercials. Yeah, it was fun. I like the rock star one, the Workday commercial. I loved that one just because of all the guest cameos that were in it, you know, from uh, Kiss to Ozzy Osbourne, who I thought actually did a actually very funny job in that. Yeah, it looks like um, and he's falling apart, clearly. <laughs> Poor Ozzy. Yeah. I mean, Oswald, as he refers to himself in the in the commercial. But uh, I liked that one. I also liked the um, the uh, Ben Affleck J-Lo yeah, commercial, was, yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. I liked that one a he lot. He played uh, one of those uh, guys uh, at the window, the order yeah. window. Uh, Wayne, your commercials, which one did you like uh, the most or least? Uh, I don't really have a favorite or one I didn't like. I, I think the interesting thing for me is that at least the Super Bowl ads seems to be the time of year when companies can go for the weird. They yeah. can try yeah. weird stuff. And the thing that I'm specifically thinking of, it's not, and I just want to say it's not it wasn't my favorite ad or anything, but I appreciated it for its level of weird is uh, the ad where Sylvester Stallone is hanging oh, yeah. off of the nostril of a big... Um, yeah, Mount Rushmore face about, of a his. A Mount Rushmore version of his face, and then he is hanging from the nostril, and I guess his kids are there, yeah. and, and it's all about that the big uh, Mount Rushmore Sylvester Stallone face sh better not sneeze. Right, and he talks. Because if he sneezes, Sylvester's, the yeah. real Sylvester is going to fly off. But he does sneeze, and Sylvester Stallone ends up, you know, falling into the snow. And the, the point is, uh, I couldn't even tell you what it was an ad for.
Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you either. I, that's the other thing. I think at the time you knew what it was yeah. for. But what I'm saying is waking up the next morning, right. I don't remember what it was for. I remember how just flat out bizarre the entire thing was. How As opposed to something like the Steve Martin, um, Ben Stiller ads for Pepsi. Right. Which were pretty good. Which were great, yeah. but they weren't weird. It no. was very clear. Well, the joke is, are they acting that they like the Pepsi or are they not? Or do they really like the Pepsi? Because this is how good of actors they are. Very self-deprecating a lot of these commercials, making fun of themselves. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, the Blue Moon? What what uh, company is that? Samuel Adams. That was it. And oh, it, the Boston. Yeah. And it looked like it was Coors. Uh, versus Anheuser-Busch, and it went back and forth, back and forth, and then you find out it's neither one at the last second. <laughs> I mean, that is clever as hell. Breaking Bad, uh, that commercial for, what, corn poppers? Uh, just uh, Yeah, for these uh, baked, what, baked chips? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, and a lot of them. Creating scenes from Breaking yeah, Bad it, where they're, instead of giving Tuco drugs to try, they're giving him these chips to try. Uh, yeah, Although you can really also, though, when I saw that, I kind of thought, are we are we still milking that? Breaking Apparently. Bad? Yeah. Yes, we and are. It's because bad, it's iconic. We're milking that yeah. so many years later? Yeah, it's iconic. And you know why? Because grade school kids still write about Abraham Lincoln. Are we still milking <laughs> that one? Oh, yes. Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and a television program definitely on the same level. That's right. We're still milking it. That is correct. I did think it was funny. Sarah McLaughlin coming out of the tent with the shelter wolf. Oh, yeah. I did think that was funny there in the some, Bush Light commercial. Yeah, there were very clever ads. And the one I'm sure you liked the best was the one for uh, the dog food commercial. Yes, with all the dogs. Farmer's dog. And uh, it was very moving. And that was the only one. Usually it stood it, out as being one that was legitimately sincerely sentimental yep yeah not trying to be funny right certainly not being self-deprecating mm -mm. um and had one of the biggest impacts bill do you know that fox uh took in about 600 million dollars wow in well, revenue and what do they pay and and what do they pay the nfl 550 million of it uh, it is uh, when you look at what it costs this is why the nfl is so insanely yeah, but that money's not just for the super bowl uh, no, it's for several games, that's but a, you're right. It's right. That's the an NFL, overall. I mean, seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Gutfeld uh, or Gutfield, uh, who is the Channel Eleven? Uh, I think he's a local guy who's on the the Five or whatever. Uh, in, oh, Greg Gutfeld. Gutfeld is on Fox. Yeah, on, and. Yeah. Um, he is, is it, I don't know if it's a national show. It could very yeah, well be. Fox but they yeah. made fun. He has a new show, a late night show, and they made so much fun of the fact that commercials are so expensive uh, that they made fun of themselves. All right. Halftime show. Uh, Rihanna. I loved it. Jennifer, you had some problems with it. I needed more wow factor to it. She's amazing. She was beautiful. Congratulations on her pregnancy. I thought her performance was amazing as always, but that's just it. It was like going to a Rihanna concert. It wasn't necessarily for me, Super Bowl halftime show level. I think I needed, I know people are saying the surprise guest was her baby. I get that. But I needed, I don't know, did I need Drake to come out there with her? Did I need Shakira? I don't know who I needed, but... I needed something more than just 12 Rihanna songs. Hmm. Would, would you feel better if, for example, special guest star was her baby and uh, 
what they did is broadcast uh, her ultrasound of the yes. thump, 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 thump yes. of her heart. Actually, yes. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have been like, wow, look how they choreographed that. Right. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, Wayne, your well, thoughts? To her, point, to her point, it is a little interesting because some of those songs that she did are songs that were a different primary artist and she was featured. Mm -hmm. on yes, those songs so you would well hers. have expected maybe those primary artists to come on out right. and join her for those songs um uh, and don't really know why they didn't have a bunch of guest yeah. artists or a group of artists um this time and the other notable thing i maybe it's not that notable is this was not a pepsi halftime super bowl show Mm. No, Apple is now. That's you know right. You're absolutely well pointed. Halftime yeah. show, which, which is that's business, and who cares on that point? But Pepsi had it for so long; right. it's ingrained so you can in all of our minds. It's not the halftime show. It's not the Super Bowl yeah. halftime show. It's the Pepsi Super Bowl. It's also Bowl a right. really big show, reason. It isn't anymore. It's a big reason people speculated that Taylor Swift would be performing because she had a deal with Coke that expired. Right mm. as this Pepsi deal oh. with the NFL expired, mm. so there was speculation that she would be performing. Yeah, just a lot of stuff going on. I, I love the choreography. Anyway. I love the costuming. I thought it was all just terrific. And then, uh, and, and if I'm not uh, mistaken, uh, the artists themselves uh, don't get paid for doing the shows. Correct. Uh, it's uh, Rihanna it's, did not get paid. One right. Pay. I mean, the expenses and obviously, you know, they those are covered. But all right, uh, we're done. Yeah, I thought I loved it last night. Here is a typical story that not only have we talked about before, but it's going to happen again and again, and that's Californians bailing out of California. And the big story was Texas and Florida. Well, uh, Reno, which hasn't been talked about a whole lot, is also at the top of the list. California residents and companies are pouring uh, into northern Nevada. Now, it really started in 2014, when uh, Tesla began building uh, its uh, battery uh, company, battery manufacturing plant, and the battery park factory outside of Reno. It's not only the biggest uh, factory for batteries in the world, uh, also the Tahoe-Reno Industrial Center is the world's largest industrial center covering 166 square miles about the size of New Orleans or Denver. Now, Reno used to be just this sleepy little town. It still is for the most part. And what it was known for was uh, just six-week divorces, the quickie divorces. And people would go to Reno and set up residence for six weeks, get a divorce, and now they're divorced. Well, that's changed uh, a little bit. It's changed a lot uh, since the move to Reno by a whole bunch of companies, Panasonic and Apple moved up there, not necessarily their headquarters, but a lot of manufacturing facilities are up there. Uh, and, uh, the last three years, well, it's pandemic that pushed uh, another wave of Californians into Northern Nevada. And here they either retire or work from home or hit the ski slopes, which are right outside of Reno, I mean, you're talking about Lake Tahoe is right there. And uh, now, if you look at it, you've got new luxury apartment complexes, which didn't exist before. Uh, you've got shopping districts, which didn't exist before. And then the high-end stuff that young people, you know, gentrification kind of thing, uh, fitness centers, and uh, you've also... 
know, have those restaurants that serve a lot of uh, smoothies and health shakes and all that stuff. And uh, the fun one is In-N-Out Burger places. In-N-Out Burgers. That, uh, I can uh, understand that. What's happening is these migrants are, uh, they're wanting to recreate California. And this is what's really angering uh, Reno residents, longtime Reno residents, because all of a sudden it's California with its problems, not necessarily the political problems. Now, keep people keep in mind that a lot of people who move the hell out of California do so for a whole myriad reasons. Very a good friend of mine who had this very large company. I called him up to have lunch. I had no idea. Well, not very large, but, uh, you know, uh, many millions of dollars. And I called him up and I go, hey, let's go have lunch. And he goes, I'm in Miami. I go, what do you mean you're in Miami? Are you visiting there? He goes, no, I moved my business to Miami. I moved all my employees, my headquarters, 70 people moved. Why? Well, because of the restrictions, because of what he said is the woke philosophy of government and just existence here in California where business is not particularly liked very much. One of the things that California touts when you talk about the governor and you talk about state officials and they tout going, we have more businesses starting in California or coming to California uh, at all the time. We are actually growing in business. What they don't say is that for every company that leaves with 100 employees, well, we have two businesses that start. Well, yeah. You've got two guys or two women uh, or a couple who start up a business in their garage with one employee. There's your new business. In the meantime, 100 people have walked out the door. So Reno is right at the top of the list, and uh, they're not happy about it. And you know what happens? As always, housing is uh, now getting out of control Uh, The cost of housing uh, have uh, literally tripled in the last 10 years. And it's, uh, I got to tell you, companies are more likely to land in Reno when they move than any other American city, more so than in Texas, more so than in Florida. And they're not even particularly advertising for it either. You got new solar fields. You have uh, storage tanks uh, for Tesla, Panasonic, Apple, a bunch of companies you don't recognize their names. And so what Tesla does is, uh, well, what they built was a 3.6 or $4.2 billion factory for batteries. They're building another one at $3 billion. Tesla employs 10,000 people at its first factory, And on January 24th, it announced its second factory to build uh, semi-trucks. So you're probably going to move to Reno uh, is uh, the bottom line. Why? No red tape or lack of it. Uh, Just uh, it has helped bring industry to uh, Reno. And I think it's going to get worse because California is not getting any better either. It really isn't. It's tough. You know what? I love Reno Handle. In fact, uh, we used to go there and have our Christmas. You could get um, a suite at the Silver Legacy for like, it was like 150 bucks a night or something like that. So year after year, we would go on Christmas, decorate the room, like take a little bitty tree up because it was so cheap. 
and it would snow there. So you got your white Christmas that you were wanting. And you're right. Every year that when we would go, it was a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. More things were coming. Tesla was coming. You know, it just you saw the growth happening there. So I can understand it's not that sleepy little town no, anymore. No, not they anymore. They have a great AAA team and stuff. It's pretty amazing And up it's there. beautiful. You got the Truckee River going yeah. through the middle of town. Where, yes, you it's people, gorgeous. You know, in their kayaks going, oh, my God, look at that. Uh, so it's, it's a nice town. And yeah. a lot of people are moving. A lot of people are moving. So we're going to hear more about Reno. That's for sure coming up. Now, I, oh, this is a great story I want to share with you. Uh, this came out of uh, NBC. And it has to do with you or many people taking those little electrodes and putting them on your head, various points, and then zapping yourself for all kinds of reasons. So here's a story. Uh, A couple of years ago, this guy, Craig Gibbons, was diagnosed with Lyme disease and they couldn't figure out how to treat treat it. So what he has been uh, doing is experimenting what is called transcranial direct current stimulation. What does that mean? Putting electrodes on your head and zapping yourself with electricity. Tiny zaps to specific parts of the brain, and then it alters activity. Now, it has been used medically. Uh, Hospitals and clinics have used it as a way to treat depression. That's sort of up in the air. The studies haven't really panned out, or there are not enough studies out there. Uh, Another version, deep brain stimulation. These are surgically implanting electrodes in the brain. And if you talk to some uh, QAnon uh, supporters and members, this is what the government is doing, is putting electrodes in your brain so uh, they can control you. Okay, fair enough. Uh, And by the way, it has been used uh, as surgically implanted electrodes have been used to treat uh, Parkinson's disease, ease some of the symptoms. And so what's going on now? Well, at-home brain stimulation devices. You want to get some of this? Uh, You go ahead and buy an at-home version. And what does it cost? Well, you can get them online uh, without a prescription and uh, a little as 40 bucks to the high-end one around $500. And they're about as big as a remote uh, control, TV remote control. And uh, there are batteries and head caps. Uh, It's really strange. You wear this head cap, so everybody thinks you're going to synagogue. And you have saline and uh, other accessories. I love the saline part. Remember the uh, Green Mile where they have to put the saline on the head to zap? It's sort of that, except not quite as much electricity. It's fair to say it's a little bit less. And... They're marketed as having clearance from the Food and Drug Administration. Let me explain how that works. Uh, And with the the FDA saying, yes, this has been cleared. Now, when it comes to a drug, it takes up to 10 years, except in the case of COVID, for example, where obviously they sped it up in about a year. But it goes through rigorous testing Usually when you're talking about clearing of a drug by the FDA, uh, you go through initial testing, animal testing, and then human trials. And human trials first are very limited. And then they try it on 30, 40 different people, different demographics, uh, medium-term studies, et cetera. You know what you have to do uh, to establish a medical device? All you have to do is prove that it's not going to kill you. That's it. It's not going to kill anybody. 
And all of a sudden, the FDA says, okay, uh, go ahead. And there it is, the stamp of approval from the FDA. What a marketing device uh, is, uh, do they have with that one? I mean, the review process is non-existent. So Anna Wexler, who is assistant professor at University of Pennsylvania Medical Ethics, uh, says people are using this device to treat mental health disorders or improve mental performance. And she said, here's the problem. Uh, depression and anxiety are the top two indications for people to use this. Okay, that's number one. You know, medical problem, you're all depressed. Super anxiety is hitting you like crazy. The other one is for just enhancement to improve memory. This actually began uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, despite pushback from clinicians and scientists, it doesn't matter. All the clinician and scientists in the world saying, watch out. First of all, we know it's not going to kill you. Uh, these aren't opiates that you overdose. And I guess if you zap yourself enough, well, I guess you're just going to come off like an idiot. It's not going to really kill you because there's really not much electricity going through. It's just uh, the process of moving electricity through your brain in a way that uh, was not intended by nature. So uh, that's easy to ignore uh, what the clinicians are saying. Now, is there some science behind this? Well, they've used it medically, and there seems to be some help in uh, certain uh, diseases and uh, you know s s uh, anomalies of uh, the brain, maybe like Parkinson's disease. Uh, there seems to be some help symptomatically. I mean, not in terms of any cure. So the science behind why this may or may not work is in its early stages. They just haven't done it because it was so limited. Well, it's not limited anymore. That's for sure. It has gained tremendous traction. And like anything else, why has it become so popular? Because of the internet. That's why. And all of a sudden, you have people out there hawking this stuff. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. And uh, there is just uh, one uh, subreddit uh, group uh, dedicated to discussing the science and the technology of these devices. Of course, not real science or technology. I mean, we're talking about pseudoscience. And that has 16,000 members. And if you look at what, why people are interested, there was an interview with... Um, uh, this Phil uh, Dugan of uh, McLean, Virginia, among that 16,000, he became interested because he listened to a podcast and he read an audio book. And therefore, that becomes legitimate. All you have to do is listen to it. And what ends up happening is those people that argue real science are screwed because on the Internet, it's anti-science that works. It's the conspiracy stuff that gains all the traction. By the way, that's not to say that there aren't plenty of chat rooms and websites that actually produce real information. It's just the people involved in that just don't care as much. You know, to me, to you probably, okay, someone puts an electrode in your head and you go around being zapped and uh, all of a sudden you're doing the funky chicken and uh, whatever happens. So, yeah, I, I don't care. Now, the people who think this is the government putting these electrodes or implanting stuff in your brain, they get excited. Boy, they are exercised. They are engaged. And that happens uh, across the board. 
That happens with other social issues. It happens with medical issues. It happens with vaccinations. I mean, how excited are you about vaccines? Really? Okay, I'm going to get a vaccine. Makes sense. Going to have my kids vaccine uh, vaccinated. But if you don't believe in it, if you think it's part of conspiracy, if you think that's part of the deep state, if you think it's part of the government taking over your life, uh, well, you get a lot more excited. By the way, there are side effects, uh, including itching and tingling sensations or small burns and... By the way, it may very well enhance some cognitive abilities, but at the cost of others. Since it hasn't been really studied, uh, the side effects are there, too, because everything has side effects. I mean, can you see a commercial for drugs where either you're going to get shortness of breath or oily stools or you're going to die? Of course not. My favorite ones are the ones that you may die. One of the side effects is you're going to die. Also, if you're allergic, don't use it. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. So it's it's out there, and it's just something new uh, that we're going to hear more of because that's yet another pseudoscience FDA-approved product. Whenever it comes to devices, medical devices, be really concerned, especially if they're not provided by a doctor, even when they are provided by doctors, where these medical device companies pay these doctors tons of money to promote this stuff. The other big story, it's going around around the world, big time, those balloons, those Chinese balloons. Well, we know of one Chinese balloon that has been verified. Uh, there have been four encounters with uh, what we think are balloons. We're not getting much information from the feds on this one. Confirmation balloon number one. Huge honking balloon uh, with this uh, package, surveillance package underneath. And you can see these, what look like, uh, it, it looked uh, like solar panels, but they weren't, I don't think. They were more surveillance, picking up communications gear. I mean, huge. I mean, the size of a regional jet. I mean, that's how big the package was itself, which, as you know, it was shot, uh, shot down after hitting Alaska, going over the Aleutian Islands, going into Canada for a small period of time, then going into Montana, and then going uh, southeast uh, right across and hitting the Carolinas, then going out to sea, and then it was shot down by uh, American fighter jets. And uh, they're trying to figure out what that was because they're uh, searching for the bits and pieces of it. Now, the other three... That have uh, been noted. One of them, I think they were all shot down. And they were uh, flying over uh, the United States. In one place over the Yukon, part just Canada. And the other ones uh, in Alaska. And the other one, uh, I think, uh, again, uh, part of uh, uh, Alaska, way up in the the tundra area where it's almost impossible to find uh, whatever falls into the ocean. And so we're trying to figure out what it is. So what's going on up there? Well, okay, let's combine this, which I believe is, my God, a real answer. And that is, uh, these are surveillance aircraft from the Chinese. And it looks like China has been doing this not only over Canada and the United States, read the United States more than any other country, but all over the world. It's part of their spying. This is what China does. China with the hacking. China with the spying. 
China with the espionage, the commercial espionage. Uh, China with this surveillance that's going over the country. And these things are not that easy to find. I mean, they're balloons. And the packages under those balloons are, well, they're hard to find. This is not aircraft. They're not flying at a zillion miles an hour. And as a matter of fact, NORAD, North Atlantic, uh, the... uh, 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 Yeah, I always forget what the acronym for NORAD is. Anyway, that's the uh, surveillance system that we have, uh, the early warning system that is uh, pointed both at Russia and in the case of Alaska and also China now, they've moved it. All they found out were little anomalies. And now they're retooling it to look at these balloons, which are not just anomalies. So what are they? Well, we know what they are. They're surveillance. Uh, go to the Internet. What are they? They're UFOs. They're aliens uh, that are landing. And if you had to guess, and this is the part that absolutely stuns me, this is surveys that were taken. Do you know that a third of Americans, uh, or actually over half of Americans, in some cases think there really are aliens out there? I mean, for real. They fly around. They take photos. They go back to uh, their planet. They go back to Vulcan or wherever the hell they go. And I've always asked, why aren't they on Wilshire Boulevard? Or why aren't they on one of the big stretches in Orange County saying hello to us? How come they're always hidden? Well, because they're afraid to see us or we're not bright enough and they're uh, much more advanced and they don't want to encounter us. So, unfortunately, uh, these balloons have now added to the conspiracy that it's UFOs and even to the point where... Uh, the uh, armed services are really concerned, although they've opened up a, a UFO uh, department. Do you know that? And so far, they've come up with no aliens. Not yet. I mean, they will. And Roswell, of course, Area 51, you know where that goes back to? 1947 is when it all started. And you know what that first alien craft was that landed uh, out there in the desert? It was a weather balloon. God help us. It was a weather balloon. And you know that little alien that you saw uh, that they picked up, they did the autopsy with? It's the same guy who created Yoda. And you could buy that uh, at any one of the major toy stores. A real life alien figure. And uh, how much are you going to spend for that? 40, 50 bucks maybe? And this just adds and adds and adds. Uh, Now, the serious part is we've got a country, China, who is legitimately interfering with our airspace, legitimately spying on us. And uh, we obviously have to defend ourselves, and they are better at spying than we are at defending. That's what they do. They're really good at this stuff. So clearly, well, uh, we're getting better because we have to. We have uh, absolutely no choice. Now, following up, we're uh, continuing uh, covering the story in Mexico with Orange County Public Defender uh, Elliot uh, Blair and his wife, all also Orange County Public Defender. And uh, what happened? Well, we know what happened. We have the facts. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you a little sidebar story at that these two loved Mexico. I mean, they loved Mexico. Uh, He proposed there. He had his bachelor party there. 
It's where he and his wife were married and where they went to celebrate their anniversary. So it was pretty special in their hearts. However, the problem is Mexico. And as we know the story that's way has been reported, and part of these facts no one's refuting, and that is uh, they had gone to a restaurant. On the way back from the restaurant, the allegation is, and I don't doubt it at all, uh, they were uh, they were shaken down uh, by the local police. Stopped them for an alleged traffic incident and just shook them down for money. 160 bucks in this case, and they said they didn't have any more. And according to Kim Williams, uh, the wife, uh, they said, where are you staying? The cops did, and off they go. They go to the restaurant. They have a good time. They go upstairs. Uh, I, she goes to sleep. He takes a shower. Next thing we know, the manager... And a police officer knock on her door, wake her up, and uh, there they go, this is your boyfriend out there. She looks down, and uh, there is uh, uh, Elliot Blair uh, face down on the pavement three stories down, where he had either been pushed off or fallen off this uh, walkway. And so she says and said that there uh, was some kind of criminality here, that uh, he uh, effectively had been murdered the uh, Mexican authorities say, oh, no, not even a chance. This was just an accident. Although there are a couple things that came up that go, wait a minute. This doesn't make a lot of sense. One of those is the Mexican autopsy showed that there were scrapes and bruises on his body not consistent with falling over the edge of that railing and hitting uh, the concrete pavement 30 feet below. Also... Uh, the back of his skull had 20 fractures. And that normally doesn't happen when he was found face down. Also, we have uh, indications that the Mexican authorities were sort of pushing her to cremate her husband. And then went ahead and embalmed him very quickly without the family's permission And so there are all kinds of issues. By the way, the embalming makes toxicology almost impossible to see if there are drugs in his system. And so the family uh, had their own private autopsy. Of course, you would uh, assume that instantly. And uh, that's what happened. Okay, so the facts are there. And this thing smells like crazy Uh, It's starting with the shakedown uh, before they got to the restaurant. And uh, incidentally, for those people, the Mexican authorities will say, oh, no, 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 our police are honest. Our police don't don't shake down uh, anybody. Let me tell you, they do. The few times I've gone to Mexico, I've been tagged. Now, it only cost me $20. And they don't really shake you down. Uh, What they say is, would you like to pay the fine now? Uh, sure. How much? $20. Or in this case, uh, according to, uh, her, uh, it's, uh, it was a lot, uh, more than that. I mean, the shakedown was, was, was pretty aggressive. So I believe that every word of that. And then this thing stinks so high that, uh, we, uh, well, I, I have no doubts. This is Rosarita Beach, where I have been to, and this is a resort area, and you would think because of the resorts, 
because there's so much money uh, that is made for the Mexican government and the economy. I mean, the economy is literally tur- uh, tourism in Rosarita ba- uh, Beach, like Acapulco. Uh, it's like uh, any other uh, resort town in Mexico. So this thing does not bode well at all. And I think uh, it heads are going to roll somewhere in there. But here is, here's some truths that I want to share with you, and a lot of people don't understand that is that, okay, you have some problems, you're arrested, for example, uh, in Mexico or any other country. Uh, You have issues where your money is stolen, someone has been hurt, Uh, they won't let you out of the country for one reason or the other, so you call the State Department. And you know what the State Department does? Nothing. Because the State Department will tell you that we do not get involved in the sovereignty and the interior policies of any other country. By the way, it's not just the United States and Mexico. Same thing happens if you have this problem in Europe. Same thing happens with Europeans having problems here, and that is foreign governments simply don't get involved. Now, there is a consulate. Well, there's an embassy in Mexico City, and there's a consulate, I believe, uh, in Baja somewhere, and you can call the consulate, And you will have a State Department official who is there uh, say, no, we can't do much. I mean, we'll contact the government. I mean, we'll see what we can do. We'll put pressure on them, pressure meaning phone calls being made. And that's basically it. And uh, people don't know uh, what kind of intervention is done on behalf of American citizens who have an accident, get arrested, die, What are your rights in Mexico? Uh, There aren't any rights in Mexico. Now, the Mexican authorities will tell you that uh, any American citizen who's down there has exactly the same rights as a uh, Mexican citizen. Okay. So they can't, the family contacts Representative Lou Correa in Santa Ana, which is the the district where um, uh, Elliot Blair and his wife lived. And he plans to present the family's concern to the U.S. State Department and the U.S. consulate. The consulate's in Tijuana. That's where it is. And nothing is going to be done. I mean, they'll negotiate. Uh, What happens is there'll be a lot of obfuscation. There will be a lot of denial. They've already denied it. I don't even know what's going to happen to the cops because that's simply the part of doing business down there. The corruption is absolutely rampant. I mean, beyond anything you can imagine. I had a client who I had children via my surrogacy program, and he was an oil broker. And he was negotiating with the Mexican government to sell Mexican oil to uh, a private distributor. I mean, a big, big deal. So he was having discussions among the highest level of the Mexican government, uh, the oil industry, and the oil, uh, the, the oil minister. As they sat around, he said he was handed a piece of paper that said a dollar of every barrel of oil that you buy goes into this account. I mean, right there, that blatant. You know, don't get caught up in Mexico. The State Department says you got to be careful. I would pay attention to that. This is uh, KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.